0: Great news everyone, Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries, Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we come thanking you again for this week and this week's podcast. We thank you for those who have tuned in for this week's podcast. We continue to ask for peace in this land. We pray for justice as well. We plead the blood of Jesus over pediatric cancer. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Shepherd of our soul, Jesus Christ, amen. Today we start a new series, Prayers in the Bible. You may be surprised that not all the prayers in the Bible were answered positively. You and I may think that our prayers don't get answered when in fact they do. God has three answers. Yes, no, and wait. We are ready to have a praise party when the answer is yes, but how will we react when the answer is no or wait? Will we still give him praise? Will we sulk and not talk to God because he said no? Will we live according to his will or to ours? Let's take a look at some of the prayers that were asked and the answers that were given. In Genesis fifteen, two and 3, Abram prayed for an heir. Abram was ready to make his servant the heir. God answered Abram's prayer in Genesis 21, verses 2 through 7, when Sarah bore Abraham a son named Isaac. In Genesis 17 and 18, Abraham asked God if Ishmael would be the promised heir, after God tells Abraham that he would be a father at age 99, and Sarah would give birth at age 90. This prayer's answer was no. Sarai and her maiden Hagar, along with Abram, came up with their own plan for an heir for Abram. Ishmael was the child of Abram and Hagar, but not the heir that God had planned. When God announced that Abram and Sarai would conceive, he also changed their names to Abraham and Sarah. In Genesis 18, verses 23 through 32, Abraham asked if Sodom would be spared, if ten righteous people were found in the city. The answer to this prayer was no in Genesis 19 verse 24 because ten righteous people could not be found in the city. God would proceed with his plan to destroy the city. My friends, I wonder if we would be as persistent as Abraham. He started at sparing the city for 50 righteous people and negotiated down to ten. In Genesis 24, verses 12 through 14, Eleazar, Abraham's right hand man, prayed for a bride for Isaac, which was answered with a yes. Folks, do you think the divorce rate would be lower if we asked God to send us that spouse? Christians also have a 50% divorce rate, so we are obviously missing the mark trying to do it our own way. In Genesis 28, verses 20 through 22, Jacob asked God for a blessing. God says yes to Jacob in Genesis 32 and 1 through Genesis 33 and 17. Genesis 32 verses 9 through 12 has Jacob asking for deliverance from Esau. Folks, if you've ever been in trouble with your big brother, you may have prayed this prayer yourself. God answers yes because of his plans for Jacob. Exodus 4 and 13 has Moses asking God to send someone else to Pharaoh. God answers by having Aaron, his brother, be the mouthpiece for Moses. My friends, Moses had many excuses for God. How many of you listening have been given an assignment by God only to have you make excuses? Now in sales, you must answer the objection. Clearly, God answered Moses. In Exodus 5 verses 22 and 23, Moses questions God's plan for not delivering Israel. My Christian comrades, when we pray to God and He gives us an answer, are we correct in questioning His answer, or do we take it on faith? We live in an instant society. Microwave popcorn, fast food, ready to eat breakfast, and so on. When God shares His plans with you, they are often shared without a timetable. We want deliverance right now. We know that after the 10th plague, Israel was delivered. In Exodus 32, verses 31 and 32, Moses asked for forgiveness for the people after they had made the golden calf for worship. If you'll notice in that verse, Moses asked God for forgiveness for the people or death for himself. Here, Moses is a type of Christ who is willing to lay down his life for the sins of the people. God would punish some of the people with death, yet spare the nation. Ironically, Aaron, who formed the golden calf, was spared. In Exodus 33, verses 12, 13, 15, and 16, Moses asked for God's presence to go with Israel into Canaan. God answers in Exodus 33 and 14, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. My friends, we can ask God for many things, things that are not needed, as well as things that are desired. How many of us ask for his presence? Add that to your prayer life. In Numbers 6, verses 24 through 26, the Lord instructs Moses to instruct Aaron and his sons how to bless the people by saying this benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. God answered in Exodus six twenty-seven: I will bless them. In Numbers 11, verses 10 through 15, Moses complains that the burden was too heavy after the Israelites began to complain about their circumstances and the manna. Folks, it is sin to want what your neighbor has. Americans are famous for wanting to keep up with the Joneses. God would answer this prayer by sending quail for them to eat. In Numbers 12, 13, Moses asked the Lord to heal Miriam after she was struck with leprosy by God for rebelling against Moses. God answered his prayer, and Miriam was restored. Moses asked the Lord to spare Israel in Numbers 14, verses 13 through 19, after they rebelled when it was time to go into the Promised Land. God would pardon Israel in Numbers 14 and 20, but everyone 21 years and older would not enter the Promised Land except Caleb and Joshua. How many times have we prayed for something only to find out it may have some obstacles to overcome? That obstacle is not too big for God, it's just too big for us. We are to keep moving on the path God has placed us and have faith that he will make a way. In Numbers 16 and 15, Moses prays for judgment on the sin of Korah for rebelling. God punished the sin in Numbers 16 verses 23 through 35. Israel asked for forgiveness after they rebelled in Numbers 21 and 7. God had sent serpents to bite the people of Israel, and many died. But after they had repented, he told Moses to make a brass serpent and put it on a pole. Anyone who had been bitten and looked upon the brass serpent lived. The brass serpent on the pole represented a type of Christ on the cross. Read all about it in Numbers 21 verses 8 and 9. Moses asked God for a new leader in Numbers 27, verses 16 and 17. God chose Joshua in Numbers 27, verses 18 through 23. In Deuteronomy 3, verses 24 and 25, Moses asked God if he could go over into the promised land. But because of the sin of Moses, God would not allow him to enter the promised land. As a matter of fact, God told him not to bring up the subject anymore. So why would God not allow Moses into the promised land? Well, God told Moses to speak to the rock to get water, but instead, he struck the rock twice. Now folks, this may seem like a harsh punishment for Moses, but because he was the leader, he was held to a higher standard. God expects obedience from his leaders, and disobedience is punished severely. In Joshua 7 verses 7 through 9, Joshua complains to God because he had not given the Israelites victory at Ai. God answers Joshua that sin had been committed and it needed to be dealt with. The next day, Achan and his family were put to death for stealing items that were not his to keep. My friends, sometimes when we hit a roadblock in our life, instead of blaming God, check yourself for unconfessed sin. Joshua 10, verses 12 through 14 records perhaps the greatest miracle in the Old Testament. Now the parting of the Red Sea was awesome. Stopping the Jordan River in flood stage, that was magnificent. But Joshua asked the Lord to stop the sun for a whole day. Joshua was destroying the Amorites and needed additional time to complete the task, and God granted it. After Joshua died, the Israelites prayed to God Who will lead us against the Canaanites? In Judges 1 and 1. God answered, Judah shall lead you, for I have delivered the land into his hands. Gideon asked God for guidance in Judges 6, 13, but the Lord had already answered him in Judges 6, 12, saying that he was with Gideon. My Christian friends, how many times has God given us the go-ahead to do something then you question him after he has already told you to go? I'm sure I'm not the only one. In Judges 10 verses 10 and 15, we find the children of Israel in the same old predicament. They sin, they get punished, they ask for forgiveness, God forgives, and the cycle starts all over again. Here, Israel prays for forgiveness and is delivered in Judges 11 verses 1 through 33. Friends, Israel's example is our example. Sin followed by pain followed by asking for forgiveness. It's never too late to move beyond the pain and ask God for forgiveness. The Lord who forgives stands ready for you to ask. No matter what you've done, he will forgive. Satan would have you think that what you have done cannot be forgiven, but that's a lie. Pray with me. Lord, forgive me of my sins and create in me a clean heart In the name of the righteous branch, Jesus. Amen. I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to our email address. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. We'd love to hear from you. Write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.